underwater. That's to the Prabhupada's wonderful qualities. Remember in South India there was uh, some Ganagaga Gita Ganagaga going on by one sannyasi and so many people were coming out from the lecture. So when the Lord happened to be passing by, I had a friend, oh, you know, it was a friend of the temple, donor, like member or something. What's happening? Oh no, I was at the Gita Gaming again. So how was it? What did Swamiji say? At first he said, said well, how was it? Oh, it was fantastic. Swamiji, such a great speaker. It was a wonderful, wonderful. So what did Swamiji say? And the, the friend said, what did he say? I am an ordinary person. How can I understand what a great Swamiji said? <laughs> I can't understand anything he said, but it really sounded wonderful. <laughs> Usually, people speak in such a way that it sounds very intellectual. Nobody can figure out what they're talking about. But Srila Prabhupada, he brought the science accessible to us. We can understand even foreigners who didn't have any previous contact with Vedic culture, they could understand. What to speak of the Indians, for them I'm sure it's easier to understand. So we're trying to encourage that Prabhupada, you read this definitions of what an Acharya is. First of all, he was a great Acharya. He lived by the Vedas, he taught the Vedas. Practice the Vedic uh, knowledge. He could explain it in an easily understandable way. In so many ways, whatever the definition here of an Acharya, he was a great Acharya. So, what we're trying to encourage is that everyone should first. Really be committed to want to serve Srila Prabhupada's movement and serve Srila Prabhupada. Prabhupada has many followers. Prabhupada had a vision of a worldwide movement which would be in all the Fulfilling the prediction of Lord Chaitanya to spread Krishna consciousness in every town and village around the world. That's in Bengali, you have to translate that in English now. Every town and village of the whole world, my holy name will be sung. So, Prabhupada did his best to bring Krishna consciousness to every town and village. At least he brought to all the continents, most of the countries. But he left some work for all of you and all of us to bring Krishna to more people. There's still a few villages left in India. I want to speak of other places. So we're trying to reach now to the last every village. So by you being Krishna conscious here, later when you go home to your village, some of the villages are Bangalore, Calcutta, Mumbai, Chennai, Tiruvananthapuram, Chichur, Bangalore, so many other places. But 
Some are actually religious too. Some people are living in small places out villages. Then, in one sense, by our propagation here, we are hopeful that this will spread to many, many places in the world. Some people migrate to Canada, to Australia, to other places from here. And when they go, they also bring this message with them. From the Middle East, uh, one couple went uh, to Toronto. They sent out six Bhakti Risha groups. They're already one of the council members on the temple council. So, we hope that the devotees, they can, like here we know, we can, they can get the mercy of Prabhupada. You know that by being a devotee and practicing in a country like this, where it's a bit difficult, we can to a thousand times more benefit. Some of the risk factors to get extra bonus benefit. First of all, some people are like, well, who's my guru or what I should do? The first thing is to be committed to that I'll follow Shukhova. This divine grace, Om Vishnupad, Astutaya Sata Sisi Mark, Abhay Charan Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. You see here, Prabhupada comes in a line of masters. His guru, his power guru, his guru's guru's guru. And I'm still Lord Chaitanya, I'm still Lord Vyasadeva, Madhvacharya, Vyasadeva, Arvuni. So connect with the parampara. That's the first thing in this time. There are many sampradayas, there are many groups. But it was really Srila Prabhupada that brought us Bhakti Yoga. For the comment of Obaki, 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 Then, you can consider, okay, there. Prabhupada has his different followers. Which follower inspires you? Which of his followers is giving you that determination, dedication to information which you can also clearly understand? That's each disciple's decision. Who they want to take, but first we decide the parampara, then we the the, the sampradaya, then we decide. Okay, Prabhupada, his system. Any one of his disciples and potential followers can potentially be a guru. Now, when somebody in this common is recognized as a guru, that means doesn't mean that you shouldn't test them and you shouldn't assure yourself. Because they're just authorized that, okay, you can perform this service. There's no, like, PhD they have to go through, or there's no, ready, there's ready the minor uh, accreditation that they're following for 10 years. They've been at least, many even much more, but then, they know that they know the basic philosophy up to a certain level. They preach in a way nobody's found anything unusual about their preaching. So, you know, there's no major objection came up because we live in, everyone has the right to be a guru if they have the basic qualification. Now after that, you have to decide which is your guru. Which follower of Prabhupada do you want to serve? The idea of being a disciple is I want to serve Krishna through the Guru Parampara. 
If we don't serve Krishna through the disciplinary succession, we're not going to make advancement very quickly. Prabhupada described that this anat and sanat, someone who doesn't have a uh, parent, is called anat, the orphan, no protector. Not having guru is like, I have no protection. If I go up, nobody cares, nobody guides me, nobody tells me, I don't have anyone I can go to. So we need to take shelter of a bona fide spiritual master. If we have any doubts or any questions, then we clarify from you. Someone who takes responsibility. So Prabhupada here, he explains that just like a children need a parent, devotees need the loving care of a spiritual master. Jiva Goswami said that if someone doesn't find someone they see as a, a charya, and if they find someone they see like an acharya, was very merciful. Then, then, then serve Krishna through that person. But we should always be in the mood of um, servant of the servant of Krishna. You never, I'm a devotee of Krishna. I serve Krishna directly. I don't need a guru. That's not the answer. That's considered offensive. We need to always serve Krishna through his devotee. Even Lord Chaitanya, when he was asked, Who are you? He said, Gopi Bhartha, Padakamalayo, and Vasudas, and And the servant, of the servant, of the servant, of the servant, on and on, of Lord Krishna, who is the husband of the Gopis. That's our principle. When the servant, of the servant, of the servant, serving to the disciplined succession. But initially he didn't have a guru. He was a son of the He decided he'd go to Jagannath Puri from Bengal 500 years ago to meet Lord Chaitanya. And he would take initiation and he would learn the Srimad Bhagavatam. His name was uh, Srinivas. Srinivas Das. Maybe somebody here has named Srinivas. I He got to Jagannath Puri, there was a big festival going on. He said, What's happening? No, you don't know. Lord Chaitanya left the world yesterday. Today's the festival. You don't believe it. He's been walking for over a month. All life is waiting for the day to meet Lord Chaitanya. His father was a very ardent disciple and devotee of Lord Chaitanya. But he had somehow delayed and he didn't go earlier. 
And now when he reached there, Lord Chaitanya was gone. So he pulled his hair and he was like, man. No, 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 no. Who is going to teach me the Bhagavatam? How will I learn this? I am. Oh. And he thought I should, maybe he should commit suicide. What's the use of living? His whole life was a waste. Lord Chaitanya appeared to him in a vision and told him, you can't take your life because your life belongs to me. Don't think about this. You go to see Gadadha Prabhu and he will guide you, he will help you. So one of the, the Tantra here, the Lord Chaitanya, this side Vityananda Dvaita, the other side is Gadadha and Shiva. So Gadadha Prabhu, he was staying in Jagannath Puri then. He said to be incarnation of Radharani. So he went to see Gadadha Prabhu. And Gadadha Prabhu, because he just watched Chaitanya left, he was crying and he was in separation. He wasn't seeing anybody, but when he heard the name Srinivas, he said, okay, send him in. Because he had heard that Srinivas was going to be the future hope for the disciplined succession. He was going to be an important servant of Lord Chaitanya. So he brought uh, Srinivas, came in, paid his obeisances, said, I, I want to learn from you the Srimad Bhagavatam, I want to be your disciple. And he said, well, I can teach you the Srimad Bhagavatam, but my Srimad Bhagavatam is spoiled. And he showed that the days of 500 years ago, Bhagavatam is handwritten on uh, this palm leaf. And the ink was not the waterproof ink. It was not ballpoint. It was written by some pluma, some feather or something. So, one day we said, when we read the Srimad Bhagavatam, we get so ecstatic and love for Krishna, we cannot help but to cry and see the whole, the, the words are washed away by their tears. There's so much love when they read the Bhagavatam. We read, I didn't, I know, one of us were crying. The back of this paper also is quite waterproof, not fully, but somewhat. But they were so much in love with Krishna that by reading, they couldn't help but cry. So, so much of the Bhagavatam was washed out, and they couldn't study it anymore. So then Srinivas said, go back to Bengal and get some pundits to copy a new Bhagavatam, 18,000 verses. Days you wanted to get a book here to get someone to sit there and copy it from the original. Buying a book was a big deal. Not like now on internet, you can, uh, you know, anywhere you can get some books. Then he took the blessings of Ganaka Prabhu and then he went back to Bengal, got the Bhagavatam written. Packed it up in his, how would they pack it up? And then again he walked back down to Jagannath Puri. When he got there, there was a big festival going on. He said, What's the festival? You don't know. Vedaka Pandit left last night. No, no. Don't tell me that. No, no. Who is going to teach me this? Even Bhagavatam He was crying. He was devastated. Didn't know what to do. Again, he was like, he really wanted. I thought maybe I can't dramatize this properly, but uh, he was really upset. I'm really, really devastated. Then. 
he was told to go back to Bengal. Another vision of Gadana has to go back. There you'll find the was a Nityananda Prabhu, he can help you. He went back to Bengal, walking again. He got there. Then he found Nityananda Prabhu had gone, left the world. After Lord Chaitanya, everyone's going back, going back to the spiritual world, not anybody staying on. So, Again he was devastated. This time someone came to the Yudhsrinivas and said, Sita Abhimana, Takurani, she wants to see you. Takurani, the widow of Lord Chaitanya, Vishnu Priya. So he went and paid his obeisances and there in the house where Lord Chaitanya grew up and lived, and there, uh, Vishnu Priya, she was uh, fasting, just taking, and every time she would chant Hare Krishna, she would take one grain of rice. That many grains of rice she would eat in a day. How much you can chant? How much? So, she's very thin. And she wasn't caring for her beauty, for her personal upkeep of her hair or anything. She was very much in separation of uh, her divine husband, Lord Chaitanya. But in that, in that, Srinivas could see that she was the most beautiful woman he had ever seen. She was definitely, she was a Lakshmi, she was out of this world. She was playing this pastime. She paid this obeisance, is prostrate. She said, I'm not seeing anybody. No. But last night, in my dream, Lord Chaitanya came and told me you were coming, that I should, uh, you're going to do some important service for him that I should tell you to go to Vrindavan and there Rupan Sanatan Goswami can help you. She explained how Lord Chaitanya sat next to me with his arm around me, told me that Srinivas is coming. Give him the mercy. It's like this Srinivas was getting a lot of encouragement, but he wasn't getting a guru. This time, the mother did, he met many devotees, then he went off to Vrindavan. Vrindavan's a long way. Most days he had to walk alongside the Ganges. By train, it's uh, 1400 kilometers from Howrah Station to Delhi. Vrindavan's a hundred before that, so, but, but walking, you know, along the side of the Ganges, maybe 2,000, I don't know how it's a long way, the Ganges doesn't go like this, it's moving. Anyway, 1,500 plus, something like that. How many of you have watched 1,500 kilometers? We fly it, we all got here by flight. It's like walking from Mumbai to Dubai. Right? So, excuse me. Anyway, he went off again after getting many blessings from Vaishnava. Went to Vrindavan, there in Vrindavan he was taking a bath in the uh, Akura's Kunda. And he overheard some Brahmanas walking by. No, Vrindavan isn't the same anymore. Yes, since Rupa and Sanatana left, it just isn't the same. 
ran out, you know, this was his Gamsa. What did he say? Ruben Sanatan left? Don't tell me yet. Yes, having a festival now in Radha Govindaji temple. They're gone. They both left the world. No, no! 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 He was running and he, when he got to the temple, he was running. I told him he's back on. He just collapsed in the back. He was like, too much. Where do I go from here? Everywhere he was going, everyone leaving back to the spiritual world. No one staying to teach him. And somebody woke him up. Are you Srinivas? And he said, yes. So I am Jiva Goswami. Rupin Sanatana told me that you would be coming, that you should take initiation from Gopal Bhatta Goswami. Gopal Bhatta Goswami is uh, Son of Venkat Bhatta, the head priest of the Ranganath temple in Tamil Nadu, who personally was initiated by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he went to Vrindavan as one of the six Goswamis. And Jiva Goswami said, I am supposed to become your Siksha Guru. He'll give you initiation, I'll give you instruction. Well, there's two kinds of spiritual master. There's the one who gives initiation. There's one of those. He is also our Siksha Guru for his disciple. He also gives instruction. He's normally considered a primary guru, but in some cases there's an exception. Now there are Siksha Gurus who are instructing spiritual masters, who guide and help the Diksha Guru to get the disciples back to Krishna. There may be many of the Siksha Gurus. So now finally Srinivas Acharya, later he became given the title Acharya, Srinivas achieved the spiritual shelter. The way he was so eager and so determined to get a spiritual master, to get the guidance that he needed to get back to Krishna, is a good example for all of us. Sometimes we don't realize that how... I thought I met some devotees who said that they were with Prabhupada, they saw him, they were getting his association, but they they were delaying, you know, they weren't chanting 16 rounds, and then, or they were chanting, but they were thinking, I'll take later initiation. Then at all of a sudden, 1977, November 14th, Seven o'clock at night, Prabhupada went back to Godhead. And they were shocked. He's not with us anymore. Now who's going to be my teacher? Who's going to initiate me? To get back to Krishna, we need to have initiation. Normally, for some rare cases, we can get back to normally. Be sure about it, you should be initiated. But not just enough to be initiated, we should actually want to learn the science. Just if somebody's initiated, they don't learn from their spiritual master and his representatives, Krishna consciousness. And that won't be very perfect. Uh, we're called initiation of spiritual birth. 
But from birth we had to learn so much. It's important that we think as our priority how we can going to get proper shelter, proper understanding, proper development. Because people that take initiation are little babies, they're, I mean, spiritually are, but materially they're adults, so it's 12 plus. Most people are two ladies already. It's up to them also to ask questions of the spiritual master. To get the proper understanding about Krishna consciousness. So once we are under the shelter of a bona fide spiritual master, we offer our service to Krishna, to the Guru, to Srila Prabhupada, to the, the disciplic succession, up to Krishna. That's the system. If I offer a service to Krishna, how do I know if he's accepting or not accepting? Maybe my service is not good enough, maybe he won't be accepting it. Maybe I'm offering it in the wrong way. You see, but we know that whatever Lord Brahma offers to Krishna, he's accepting it. But to the parampara, each guru accepts from his disciple. You know that we offer the Srila Prabhupada, his disciples offer that he accepts. Then he offers to his guru, offers his guru. This way it goes up. We need to get a link for the disciplic succession. To be sure that our service is accepted and gets there. Sometimes someone may offer service and when the guru is there to guide, he has to fight the foe. You shouldn't do like this. Or your fingernails are dirty. I'm not finding you alone. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, he has to find out some faults. If there are any. If there are any, it's not good as well to find. That's his answer. But that's an unfortunate job that he has to be guiding. And encouraging. If something is right, he also he says, oh, very good, it's right. Those little words of encouragement we got from Srila Prabhupada, they were so important. When he was saying that something was good, you know, it was like a real confirmation, oh, okay, I did something right. And then he said that something wasn't correct. It was also very serious matter. The disciples are very much focused on trying to please the spiritual master. There's some unscrupulous amount of not bona fide spiritual master that we find in Bengal. One of my uh, members of the Navhata told us that before they had a local guru, and the guru would visit the house and they gave him nice Krishna Prasad. So what is it? Why are you not giving me fish? So no, we're going to the Hare Krishna Navhata. And they told us that Guru should eat Krishna Prasad. What? This is vegetarian. This is cheap food. Fish is expensive. You must give the best to the Guru. Good fish. Demanding like this. Says, I'm not going to come here anymore if you go to this Hare Krishna. He went off. So they joined and said, you know. Incredible, we can see that he's not even vegetarian, he's not following. Some gurus are like that, they don't follow their, their, 
they're demanding that we serve. Through Guru, we should be uh, practicing what he preaches. He said the devotees, they should eat only Krishna prasadam. Should follow what we call sattvic ahar and sattvic achar. Behavior and the moral goodness. Everything should be offered to Krishna. Like Prabhupada said, the, the life of a spiritual master is a transparent thing. Everything is dedicated in Krishna's devotional service. Krishna doesn't eat fish. So the Guru doesn't eat. If Krishna will eat fish, we will eat. He doesn't eat, so we don't eat. Someone else, maybe they're not able to be vegetarian. Maybe they eat fish, but they chant. It's alright. But they're not claiming to be a guru. For somebody who's a guru, or claiming to be a guru, then they have to practice. Acharya means they have to be a good example, they have to follow by their rules. You know that some people, it may take them time to be fully a vegetarian. They don't reject their service when you try to engage them. But to be a guru and take the responsibility for people's spiritual life, then you have to practice very carefully the principles of devotional service. The Prabhupada was such a person. We're trying to follow in his footsteps. Very difficult because his footsteps are so gigantic, but in a spiritual sense. We're trying to follow, we're not imitating. We're trying to follow in his footsteps, follow his instructions. And in this kind, we're all dedicated like that to following Prabhupada. You have to see who you are inspired by. You're not already initiated. Get some shelter, get some encouragement for your spiritual life. As you say, you may have one Diksha Guru, you may have many Diksha Gurus who are also guiding you. We need everybody's help, the, the older devotees, the older disciples, help the younger devotees, the younger God brothers, God sisters. It's a, it's a, Everyone helps the Guru, although he may be not. Today we had initiation, so some people took initiation and they took that responsibility to serve the spiritual master, and the spiritual master took the responsibility to guide and protect the disciples. But we need help. Especially now because there's so many disciples around the world that we take care of. In the future we need that you all become qualified and that many of you also become spiritual masters. In this kind we envision that there will be thousands and tens of thousands of spiritual masters in the future. of the world, different languages. Shri Prabhupada Ki. Jai. Prabhupada Ki. Jai. Guru Parampara Ki. Jai. Jai Gopinam. Thank you. <laughs> a little bit of a mix. Here we have also disciples of other spiritual masters. So I want to, we're a spiritual family. Usually one takes from whoever they get more training and Instruction from. Do you have any questions on the topic tonight? Please tell me.
Master. Topic today of today's verse, Ramadan Indra and Naraima. If you want to ask me another question from Mahabharata or something, bring me the Mahabharata. Show me the verse. Uh, what is it like? Sometimes maybe a sikshya, maybe one gets initiation, like in the olden days. Now there's email, there's telephone, there's many methods, there's a jet flight. Someone gets to see the guru. But in other old times, sometimes they may, they were initiated. Then they were under the care of a sikshya guru. Sometimes they never saw their diksha guru again. So, just in practical terms, that Siksha Guru was more prominent in their life. Like someone, if they don't see their father and they're under the uncle, maybe. Still the father's father, but uncle is more, he's like a father for them. Something like that. That kind of. But, uh, or if the Guru may authorize, someone and you can be under the care of the Siksha Guru. Whenever he says, take it as I say. The different kinds of levels of Siksha Gurus. There's some who give us practical guidance on a day-to-day -day basis, but they're not like we don't take them on the same level as the Guru, but they're also a kind of Siksha Guru. And there's someone who's actually we consider like on the same level as the Siksha Guru. This is two kinds of Siksha Guru. So sometimes a Guru like, may temporarily say that, okay, I'm not able to, uh, you're in, someone say maybe in Africa and Prabhupada's not going there, he would write them a letter to be under such and such guidance of such and such devotee. Take him as your Siksha Guru. Two cases. Later on, Diksha Guru may withdraw that. Okay, now he's not your Siksha Guru anymore. No, you, you don't give good Siksha. There's a few. Cases like that. Is it clear? Any other question? If a person wants to take a shelter, before that he thinks that he is not so committed or not so, not so serious. So let me become more committed, then let me take shelter. At the same time, there is another thought. Okay, let me take shelter, then automatically the commitment will come. So which uh, which we should follow? What is the clear way we this? Vishala Prabhupada, he was under shelter of his uh, spiritual master Bhakti Umishtupad, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur for like 11 years. But he was never taking initiation because he was always thinking that I should become, I want if I take initiation I don't want to be like a burden for my spiritual master, I want to be pure, I want to be 
She kept trying to get purer and purer. And some older god brother talked to him and said, Look here, you're never going to be 100% pure. If you're 100% pure, you won't need a guru then. We take a guru because we want to get purified. We want to get his guidance, his protection. So you just have to be up to a certain level that you're fairly sure that you're able to follow his instructions before taking initiation. And if you wait until you get 100% pure, <laughs> you're defeated. Why didn't you take initiation to become pure? That's the whole point. So maybe you can get some for your answer to your to your question is probably somewhere in this. And Prabhupada really understood and took initiation in Allahabad. It was in 1933? 32? Last year was. Must have been 33 because last year was the centennial of Prabhupada's initiation. No. 70th anniversary. 70th anniversary. I went to Allahabad, and there the governor was there at that time. Was Shastriji, now he's a new governor. Vishwanath Shastriji. When we are in this camp, we made it like a step. If somebody has been around in the movement for around a year or so, they're fairly mature. Even if they're not, if they, if they have already an idea that I want this person to be my future guru, then they can take the blessing of being an aspirant. They take the guru as a siksha guru who they're aspiring for having as their future diksha guru. It's like a pre-shelter. So they can start to develop more of a personal relationship with the spiritual master. Start a correspondence. Um, to develop a type of guru-disciple relationship. Then, if somebody chanting 16 rounds for six months, they pass a basic exam, about uh, 13 questions of the philosophy, then, then it's considered and they want to take shelter of a guru. And they can take shelter. This is pre-initiation, this is before initiation. But this is considered like a trial for initiation. Now they act with the Guru just like a uh, disciple. They're a disciple, but they're not initiated disciple. Both levels are, but the aspirant may be more neophyte, and this uh, shelter considered more mature. So that's the time when they get to work out this kind of doubts and this kind of hesitations. We want to put it like this. We don't know how long we're going to live also. We don't know how long the whole situation is going to be the way it is now. Suddenly, you know, localized. Maybe there's no such support. It's better to, you know, get all the spiritual support you can while you have the opportunity. You never know what the future holds. As we saw with Trinivas Acharya, every step was a surprise. Being surprised was becoming the normal. So if somebody, what was that, 
There's something in between, you know, you don't want to be... It's not that you're going to be 100% pure. It's not that you should be like completely uh, fallen. Obviously you have to be to get initiated. Or to get even shelter, you have to be following basic four principles. Sometimes there's devotees who, uh, they're like vegetarian, but maybe they have to eat in a mess or something. In the mess they stick in some onions in the food. So like out of their own free will, they have to eat onions. We don't really want to, but they don't have any other alternative. So such people, when it's like in a situation, they're not really qualified for being initiated, but they're trying to do everything for initiation for six months. So we got them get shelter if they want. But before they can actually take the initiation, then they should solve that problem. Like the shelter, we hope they get more support and more strength. Definitely some strength that comes by taking spiritual commitments. I don't know, did that answer your question? Or? Thank you for watching our videos. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We publish new videos every day. And don't forget to like and share our channel.